You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you're smiling. Hey you, bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly, crack a smile. This episode is brought to you by Carvana. They'll drive you happy. Carvana has purchased over a million cars from happy customers by giving them an offer within minutes. And they can do the same for you. Carvana will give you a real offer for your car within minutes. Then they'll come to pick up your car and pay you on the spot. So to get a real offer on your vehicle in minutes, download the app or visit Carvana.com. Hey, Zach, how's it going? Hey, how are you, man? I'm doing good. Can't complain. <laughs> are we live right now? Yeah, we're live right now. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go on ahead, introduce the show, and introduce you, and we'll go from there. All right. Sounds good, man. All right. Hello, movie lovers. Welcome to the Best Damn Movie Related Show here on the internet. This is your host, as always, for Movie Lovers Unite, John DiGorio. For today's podcast, I'm going to have Zach... Sawyer with me from Wildfire, a little uh, rock group from Biloxi, Mississippi. Say hi to everyone, Zach. Hey, how are you guys? All right. So I just want to say, man, thank you for taking the time to be able to do this interview. I do appreciate you being on here. Of course. I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me out. You're welcome. Anytime. I just want to say, too, uh, I still remember actually getting to meet y'all and everything over at Crest and everything. And it was an awesome experience. You guys actually are down to really down to earth. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we, we love meeting our fans. We always stick around after the show, sell merchandise. Anybody who wants to come say hello, they have that opportunity at a wildfire show. Always. That's awesome. Um. What I wanted to do was I wanted to ask you a couple of questions and everything. So my first question is this. I know that uh, you had a former band named Catharsis, and then you changed it to Wildfire. I'm curious. What was your changing the name? <laughs> well, you see, at the time, we, uh, we, were, we were a band, and we had a couple records out, and we finally had a single that hit FM radio, and it was on about 75 FM stations. And the problem was none of our fans who liked the song that they were hearing on the radio could, could spell the name. None of the, uh, none of the people <laughs> promoting the record, saying the name, telling everybody about the single knew how to say it properly. Uh, we, you know, we were playing radio shows. So like every couple of days on our tour, we would be at a different radio station and they would be calling us the wrong name. And we're like, wow, you guys have been saying this wrong all of this time, <laughs> you know, but 
so that's that's really the story behind it is is the band didn't work well for marketing and and for getting people to to be able to find us later and and you know they may have heard it may have liked it may have even heard the band name but if they can't go home and spell it then you know you have a problem and so right i agree with you fully like for instance i was actually going to be in our band called uh Matter of fact, I remember in high school, we were going to actually be a rock band and everything at one time. And we had this big old huge long name. I'm like, how are people going to remember us and everything? So I actually get that whole entire point and everything about where you're coming from. And to me, wildfire just sticks. Yeah, it does. I mean, honestly, it it already sounds like a household name. It it almost already sounds like something you've heard of, but there's, there's no other wildfire out there. And so, you know, it's us exactly and that's what i like about it too is the fact that you guys are very original with your stuff you guys are really passionate i can tell when you guys are on stage and everything it's just i love the fact that you guys actually introduce the crowd and everything and then the crowd just becomes your own and that's something that the bands are actually missing today is the fact that you know they don't really have that much interaction with the fans you know yeah, that's true. I mean, the, it, it almost seems like the live show experience is, you know, a lot of bands have been doing it so long, they just walk up there and they seem like they don't care. It's almost like they're there to get a paycheck. <laughs> and exactly. I'm not. The paycheck we make is all about how much money we're going to make to market our band further and get more listeners and find find new fans, you know, and so it's up to us to put on the best show we can. There's no label behind us we're fully independent. So everything we're doing is coming out of our own pocket. We're doing all of this because we want to spread our music and we want more people to hear about wildfire. Exactly. And, you know, I was at this, I'm not going to say the band or whatever, but I was actually at this band that I really loved since high school. I finally got to see them. I saw them maybe twice, maybe three times. And I thought, okay, maybe this time they would actually have that drive, that energy that I've been wanting to see since I was in high school. But no, it was like an hour set. I'm like, this is it? I was like, I was expecting more. <laughs> oh, come on. You have to tell us who it is. And it, it was Seether. Okay. And yeah, I've, I've played a few festivals with Seether. I love their music, you know, but again, they've made it and they're not hungry like I am. They're not right. also... y'all are very hungry, I have to say. I mean, I can feel the energy coming off the band itself on how live you guys actually are and everything and, and, and how you interact with your crowd. I, that's what I was really impressed by, y'all. Thank you. Yeah, well, well, so what we want is we don't understand why, you know, did these bands ever used to have that energy? You know, because, like, what makes, some, what makes it go away? Do you, uh, was it ever there to begin with? And did their music just carry them without the show? It's what you have to you know, not just see there like other bands. As right. well. And we've always cared about our show a lot. It, it, we always said, well, this is our opportunity, you know, to play it the way we want. And actually there's a lot of changes going on. So if you, if you've seen wildfire before, forget everything, you know, because I'm going to be throwing curve balls every few shows from now on. Oh, like, wow. like, Oh yeah. There's the whole show is different. The very next show will that we play will not have the piano that we've been playing with. For I remember years the piano now. that you guys broke out and everything. And I remember looking at the person I was with, I was like, Oh wow, this is going to be really neat. 
and the piano is cool, but I'm 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 ready to put on a different show for a period of time and see what that is. And also have a new record coming out, you know, at the lake house. So it's time for a change and we're gonna do some different things. And we're gonna play some acoustic stuff. We oh, sweet. we may we're gonna play some whole sets with acoustic, but it's it it's not gonna kill the vibe. This that's what we want people to remember is like no, we're we're going to be jamming the same songs. We're going to play them a little bit differently. The beats are going to still be there. And this time you're going to hear the music without all the distortion and you can really hear how much time we put into writing these songs cuz it, it you'll definitely understand, you know, be able to see what we did a lot easier or hear it rather. Uh, when when you hear the acoustic versions that we're putting together, you know, we are so excited about it. I've actually not been this excited about playing shows in a long time, as much as I always put on the best show I can. Right, Obviously. I can actually tell it in your voice and everything on how excited you are and everything. I remember actually reading reports and everything about the fact that you guys were going to put out at the lake house and everything. And it was going to be acoustic, and I love acoustic stuff. Like. I'm a big, huge acoustic person when it comes down to live stuff, especially when you look at Nirvana's uh, show for the Unplugged. That's oh, yeah. my favorite album, along with Alice in Chains. So you just hit the nail on the head. That's exactly what we said we were going to do. We said we're going to do the Alice in Chains meets MTV Unplugged record. That is that's freaking what, awesome. That's exactly what we told our producer when he showed up. We said, that's what we want to do. We want to basically still be a rocking band, still still be hard rock, you know, not soften up a whole bunch or anything, and and yet still put together, you know, these songs and do it this way and just kind of take out as much of the distortion and electric guitars as possible and just really let the songs breathe. And we actually re-imagined uh, a few songs from the Revolt record. So there's a, uh, yeah, you got to hear this when it comes out. There's a new version of Villain, and it's me playing a piano, oh, and wow. it's jazz drums and a trombone. Oh, wow. That is going to be freaking awesome, dude. Like, seriously. And um, our drummer, our drummer, who's not with us anymore, but he still writes, he's still definitely a big part of the band, but Cameron Allador He's actually the one who played the trombone <laughs> on the record. And when people hear it, they're going to go, holy crap, who is this playing the trombone? But it's it's our drummer. He is amazing. <laughs> That's freaking awesome, though, man. Like, seriously, because whenever I'm thinking of a trombone with the piano, I'm, I'm picturing something a little bit darker, a little bit more on the edge. Not oh, saying yeah, that it's... the other song wasn't on the edge or anything like that, but this will actually be a little bit more dark and a little bit more ominous than what we're used to. For sure. It's it's a totally different experience. And that's that's the thing about the new show is like people have been seeing us for years get up there and, you know, play real heavy and and and, you know, put on that kind of show. And I'm saying, like, wait a minute, you know, how many of those people that loved the show came up after me and said, well, I couldn't hear you for some of this set. Like I could hear you sometimes, but not all of it. And I'm sitting here going, I know how to fix that. We're going to do it. We're going to get, we're going to do a different show. And it's the one, uh, especially since we're going to be doing it here in our hometown. Like I said, people are, they've never seen us like this. So I'm, I'm super excited about it. Uh, I'm excited for you. I have, I have the show booked actually. I haven't announced it, but I guess I can tell you here uh it's going to be february 8th at alchemy tavern in mobile alabama and uh if you would come i got two tickets for you 
oh, sweet. I'll definitely try and come out that way. I'll definitely, uh, I'll definitely go on ahead and see y'all again. Yeah, come out. We'd love, we'd love to have you out. Another thing, too, I want to mention is, too, my friend Rick, who's also in charge of the Joker on Leash page that I actually helped mm-hmm. run. I yeah. got him into y'all and everything because of villain, because Joker is his favorite villain, including mine. So whenever yeah. he saw that lyric video, he totally geeked out over that. Oh, I love the lyric video. But, you know, I got to tell you a little bit about the song now. Uh, see, I didn't actually, and I know we were talking about, we were going to get to this. So I love how we just ran right into it. It's awesome. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, so I did not write this song with the intentions of it being about the Joker originally. It just kind of ended up with everybody saying that, though, this sounds like the Joker, you know, a joke, a song for the Joker or, or, or this and that and the other, but the. The actual inspiration for the song is a lot funnier than that. Then, uh, have you ever seen Megamind? Uh, what is that? Have you ever seen the movie Megamind? Yeah, I have. To be honest, so it's act- so the character is actually based on Wolf Ferrell in Megamind. <laughs> oh wow, that's freaking hilarious! That and is so- totally different than what I expected. Yeah, so the whole idea behind the song was really, like, not serious. It was like, you know, this is going to be a funny, ha-ha, I'm a supervillain kind of song. And I think the first words I wrote were, uh, crazy is as crazy does. And I said it in the voice of, you know, Forrest Gump, Tom Hanks in my right. in my head, that crazy is as crazy does. I love that and, little reverse analogy to it, though. It and makes so, Forrest a little bit stupid dark. Is, yeah, so, so like, but after I was done writing it, everybody said that about the Joker, and then you have your people that are that say, "I don't hear anything about this song that sounds like the Joker." I'm like, okay, haters, I don't care. Right, exactly. <laughs> you guys are doing what you guys love. Screw what anybody else thinks or whatever. And you know what? People are digging this song and everything. As a matter of fact, I got. A couple of my fans on my movie page and everything that are big fans of Wildfire now because of me spreading the fire, as you like. <laughs> yeah. So I just want to let you know, it's, you do have a good fan base. It's actually, so Villain is actually responsible for over 20 million streams across the internet right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's That's so on the what? Exactly. Yeah. On our YouTube channel, there's like a million almost and it, we're going to break a million in the next month i think uh Congrats. and then thank you and then uh and then so like on there's like 10 or 12 more million maybe even more than that views on other people's channels on youtube cuz we have always encouraged anyone who wants to make fan art of our video and repost it to their channel you're welcome to do that we have no idea why people do not want that <laughs> to happen exactly it shows appreciation towards the band and everything too you know well you know honestly and there's that side of the fence but the other side is that i get paid for that so like why am (laughs) i upset if they use my art to make a fan video and they get millions of views i still am the one who got the money so exactly you really don't have to do anything you just sit back collect your check so so meanwhile thank you to the million anime fans who made their own fan video with their own artwork of different animes for villain thank you guys so much because (laughs) seriously that whole community is responsible for like 
almost all of those streams. In the grand scheme of things, 95% of the people who have actually listened to the song are from that anime community. And uh, that's the whole reason I'm targeting Comic-Cons for next year. <laughs> that is freaking amazing, dude. That is really freaking amazing. I want to know, uh, are you into anime at all? I do. I, I, I do like anime. Uh, I like, uh, you know what, forgive me, I can't remember the director's name, but like I like movies by that guy who did Howl's Moving Castle and, uh, oh gosh, what's some more of them? He's got a few of them I like. Uh, I actually, I'm slipping away from me now. It's okay. But uh, I'll look that up and tell you. All right. (laughs) It's all good, man. But yeah, I like, for me, I like like Van Helsing. I love, I love that anime. I love Death Note. I like anything pretty much dark and ominous, to be honest with you. Yeah. When I was a kid, like I watched Big O and Trigun and all those um, you know, growing up, but I haven't actually watched a lot of anime in the recent years. Uh, what I learned, what I learned is that, is that to be a musician, not only do you have to be a musician, but you got to be the marketing team, the social media team. You got to be the, you know, the manager, you got to be, you have to wear all the different hats. And so I find myself <laughs> under a ball of stress, just constantly working, you know, just seeing, answering emails and fulfilling orders in the product, you know, if people check out on our web stores and stuff. So if anybody's wondering, yes, we handle all of this ourselves. If you buy, if you buy a t-shirt, a CD, anything from us, I physically put it in the envelope. That is cool, though. I mean, it's rare that you see bands that do that anymore. And that's what I appreciate about certain bands and artists now and everything. Like, for example, Tom McDonald, he does all his own stuff. He sends out stuff, does autographs, does everything. And I respect you 100% for that. Thank you so much. We, We had an opportunity to hire, you know, a great manager, hire a marketing team, hire some social media experts. We've had these opportunities that come up all the time. And I said, well, I don't want to pay somebody else. I, I'll just learn to do it and I'll <laughs> I'll keep the money rolling in the band because now we have more money for more merchandise, you know. Exactly. It, all the money is all the money. So when you're out of it, that's it. Right. So I don't want to pay anybody. I'll just <laughs> learn. I'll learn to do it myself. <laughs> and which you're, is how... you're doing a good job for what you're doing and everything. I know, right. Speaking of stress, I know that you're actually working on the new website right now. And I know that you've been trying to like all night to try and get that thing done. Oh yeah. yeah. That's been my nightmare for about three months now. Uh, and the reason is because I realized we needed a website. And so what I did is I downloaded the Adobe creative cloud started learning to use all of that. And then I figured out that I should maybe be using a website builder after I spent a few weeks doing that. And I made a, I mean, I'm on like the sixth version of the website in the last three months, just because I'm not satisfied with it. And that's, that's how much I care about it. I care about the whole business like that, the whole music part of it, all the writing, everything. It's, it's every step of it is important. And, you know, I want to, I want to deliver the best I can for my fans. Exactly. And that's how I am with my stuff too, is like, I want the best that I can do for my fans from my movie page and everything and give them the best source of information that I can actually give them. And to me, 
I'm never done perfecting it. It's it's still growing. It's still doing what it needs to do and everything. And it's never going to get finished. I'm never going to perfect. I feel like I'm never going to perfect it because because it's always one of those things where I'm seeking perfection over it. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I know the feeling, you know, right now I'm so. So what I've went through with this website is I learned to use Adobe Dreamweaver, which if you don't know what that is, that's that's like how to code the website with HTML from scratch. And that's what I did. I spent weeks learning this. I'm, I'm so glad I did. And then I went to this uh, ClickFunnels is the name of it. Actually, I was trying to use this website builder and it turned out to not be a product that was going to work for me the way I wanted it to. And so now I'm back at learning WordPress, which is free. <laughs> and, and, and so like I spent all this money, well, actually I didn't spend anything. I, I, I took a bunch of uh, 14 day free trials and I, I did buy the Adobe cloud, but I love that. I, I needed it for other stuff. So, but yeah, I ended up back at square one. I'm rebuilding this website and, but I learned so much about how the website should operate and how it should sit, you know, p- take people through for the best experience. So when that, that the website is live right now, although it's totally broken. So <laughs> I'm not even going to tell you the website. It's wildfirebiloxi.com. Oh, cool. I like that homage to Biloxi and you're paying respect towards the city that you're from. So I respect that. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, you see, you make one change to fix one problem and then a new problem arises, such as we changed the name from Catharsis to Wildfire. Well, now we're competing in search engines with California's wildfires. And so we, we decided, you know, what can we add to this, you know, that makes it just us and nobody else will find, you know, it, it'll only pull up us if somebody searches it. And so if you look, all of our social media accounts say Wildfire Biloxi. It's Twitter. It's at Wildfire Biloxi. So as Instagram, Facebook is slash Wildfire Biloxi. YouTube is the same and the website. So we wanted to make sure that all the way around the internet, it was exactly the same thing everywhere. Cause I hate that when bands have different handles on different things. It's so exactly. Um, I wanted to ask you something too, though. Um, I remember back in the summer of 2018, when it was announced that Wade would be replacing Taylor Roberts as lead guitars. And I always wondered what was it like for you as a band to have to go on without Taylor? especially oh, with him being with the band since 2015. It was hard. You know, there were, there were weeks where I, I still remember Taylor came over to my house, at the lake house, <laughs> where we recorded the record, actually. And we were in the middle of recording that record when he, he had only played guitar on maybe three or four songs. And some of those we had to re-record anyways now. But uh, anyways, he that was when he broke the news. You see, he let me know he was leaving and left the whole playing the guitars on the whole record up to me. So it, that's the that's another thing. If you guys don't know, the new at the Lake House record is pretty much me playing guitar on most of the songs. So, and and that's it. No other guitar player. I, I did all the different parts. <laughs> I know that I'm, had been I'm a proud little of. bit stressful for you to have to do do all of that though on you, at, especially at that last time, you know. Well, it was, I, I wish I would have known sooner, but I understand. But back right. to the, I'm not to hijack the conversation and something else, but it was yeah. hard. It, it was hard. Taylor left and Taylor was an integral part of this machine. 
and the machine had to be rebuilt and that's what's been happening and unfortunately it's taken us close to two years to finish this at the lake house record restructure our band and how the business works and how we're going to go about playing shows because like we told you guys we you know we are we're the ones putting the money behind this. We're the ones doing it. We are working other jobs too. The band is making money. We're killing it on the internet, but the, the longer we can hold it out and take that money and keep reinvesting it, the, the better off we're going to be. Cause that's, that's the whole point. We're willing to spend any amount of money to reach more people and get more people to come. Exactly. Actually, you know, we're actually going to be selling shows, uh, tickets to the show coming up in Mobile on our website and the whole deal with that is every dollar we make on selling those tickets is going to go back into advertising the show because because we want it to be wall-to-wall people and no one can fit through there exactly that's what i would like to see though for y'all everything because you guys are such a talented band and everything and your passion is there, and your drive is there, and everything's just working for you in all areas. And I want to see your band succeed. Thank you. You're I welcome. definitely do as well. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't spent the better uh, – oh, gosh, I don't even get to say the better part of a decade. It's been a decade. <laughs> you know what I remember, though? I remember being at Crest, and <laughs> I've looked at one of my friends – and I said, you know what? I said the same thing about Pop Evil. Whenever I first saw them, whenever they f- first started out. I said, this mm-hmm. band's got it. This band knows what they want. They know what they have to do to succeed. This band is going to make it. And, and, uh, and I, I just learned along the way that there was, you know, we had we had great music. We had a great show. But, you know, we didn't have a great online presence. We weren't we weren't reaching people properly. Our Facebook almost died out for a little while and then we finally learned how to, you know, reach people better and now we're at I don't know, we're I think we're almost 11,000 likes on Facebook right now. Uh that, getting close to that number. That's fantastic though for y'all. I'm I'm totally psyched up for you. Thank you. You're welcome. And you know I remember, like I said, I remember meeting y'all and everything. You guys were really cool and chill and everything. And, you know, that's what I respected about. You guys were real with your fans and you connected with your fans. Well, they're the people that are keeping the machine running. It's all for them anyways. Right. There's actually something else I wanted to ask, too, was like, what's your top five movies? Oh, gosh. Top five movies. Uh. I, I read this question and I thought about it for a minute <laughs> and I'm going to, let's see. I'm the devil's rejects. Oh yeah. Let's see. Maybe, maybe Beetlejuice. I'm going to throw toy story in there. I just love toy story. Toy story is a classic. You've got to throw that one in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tron. I get, I don't know, man. I, I love movies. I watch them all. I don't even know how to pick a favorite. I love, I love the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 movie. That one's great. Oh, yeah. That one's really great. I think I I've remember, watched it like 10 times. It's, it's all good. I, I, actually, I actually own Volume 1 and 2 of the soundtracks and everything. And I just love the old classic 
rock stuff that they actually picked out for Guardians. They couldn't have picked a better, you know, soundtrack and better groups to actually have oh, yeah. on the soundtrack. Oh, and always, I mean, when a movie's good, the, the soundtrack's great, too. So, you, I mean, I don't even know if I could tell you any of the songs on some of the movies I just named right off, but I I know they had great music because that, that's part of the whole experience. People don't give music enough credit, but when you watch a video, watch a movie with the sound off and see how you feel about it. It's the music that gives you the emotion. That gets, exactly. It's the music. I always said this, like, Either it can enhance your experience, or or the wrong music can actually, dis- and matter of fact, disappear your experience mm-hmm. and everything too. Either right. it can enhance it, or it won't enhance it at all. Exactly. And you know, I love Rob Zombie. I love House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, me too. And we actually played Reject. with Rob Zombie a few years ago. We we got to play at Welcome to Rockville, Ernie Ball invited us out as part of we won a contest uh which we've actually won a few ernie ball contests over the years uh shoot one of them back i guess it's been four four or five years ago now but about that long ago we won a contest out of like five six thousand bands in the over the whole united states it was amazing we actually I bet got that a- was an awesome experience and everything i actually saw rob over in new orleans and everything back in May, and that dude, I swear, he's 50 years old, and he can move around and on that stage and just do a split and then land back on his feet again. I'm like, how do you do that? Dude, nobody dresses cooler than Rob Zombie. No. <laughs> and I love I don't know. I don't know who buys his clothes, but give me a call. <laughs> exactly. I know I couldn't rock out with no... Uh, stuff like that from like the 60s or anything like that and look good <laughs> like he those bell bottoms and everything else that he wears I'm like there's no way I can actually make that stuff work for me <laughs> I don't know you hadn't tried it <laughs> I don't know the closest I came to is like Jinko jeans <laughs> oh I went through that phase I think I was 12 years old I got my first and last <laughs> pair of Jinkos but I just remember I was like running through the house and it was like running with a parachute around my legs or something. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> um, you, you ninja kick and you hear all the cloth just flap in the wind. Exactly. <laughs> Try running in those things in PE class. <laughs> oh gosh. No. It's like, <laughs> it's like you can't if, sneak up on anybody wearing those or trip over your own feet. <laughs> Yeah, wearing Jinkos is like <laughs> wearing Jinkos is like saying I'm gonna sit on the bench at PE class. Like <laughs> Exactly. It's like I'm gonna sit this one out, coach. You just go on ahead and do what you gotta do. I'm just gonna chill right here. <laughs> in, yeah, in my Jinkos. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to do what? No, nah, I'm good. You you just keep on doing what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I totally get you. Um there's something else I wanted to ask you about was what drew you into the music industry? What was the band that got you into being a band and everything? You know, I don't know if it was so much one band as it was like a movement when I was a kid, when I was growing up, you know, I, I, when I was little MTV was still, (laughs) Oh gosh, I shouldn't tell people that they're going to go, wow, he's old. Uh, but seriously, uh, 
MTV was still a thing. I remember Total Request Live and watching the countdown and just all these bands and the lifestyle they lived. And it was so lavish. And and just you could look at these people. They're not smiling, but you know no. they're happy. They're not smiling, but you know they're the happiest people in the world because they're, they're living their dream. And, and that's what I wanted. I wanted. I wanted to live my dream whatever it was and it turned out to be that i wanted to follow in the footsteps of those people and be a musician and that's that's how i am with this podcast as well as like i knew i know what i wanted i've been wanting to do reviews for a long time i'm a huge movie buff i'm a huge tv fanatic as well with certain things as and stuff like that and at this time there was no youtube there was nothing out there to promote anything and you know now there's a million different ways to actually promote your stuff out out there and, and try and do things differently. And I know that's a little bit easier for you as a band to be able to do that now because there's a lot of stuff that you can actually promote your stuff on. It's easier than ever now after you get over thinking it's harder than ever now. <laughs> that's right. what I that's what I had to come to the realization of. I I said, "Oh man, you know, Facebook they won't show my posts anymore. I got, <laughs> I got 10,000 something people on here and they won't show anybody my posts. It's like, okay, but you have to remember Facebook is an advertising platform right. that is masked as a social media platform and it's a fun experience and that's what they're there to deliver, you know, so you put a little money behind it and see how it does. And not to mention it, your business model should be set up to where people funnel into making you money off of it so if you set up advertising properly you pay money and you get money exactly (laughs) sometimes you have to spend money to make money and i think that's the thing a lot of bands these days don't realize you know the the days of flyering the town for the you know for the upcoming show putting uh, i said that weird putting flyers (laughs) out (laughs) and and uh you know all that they're they're all but gone i'm not saying that's not a good promotional idea it is but it's so much easier to save the 30 dollars in paper and ink and all that and put it behind facebook advertising and people are going to see it and not to mention now you're advertising in the new age and exactly. you look more and you look more professional so so that's what that's what we're focused on exactly. trying to get the word what- trying to get the word out there Exactly, because the old ways of doing things is obsolete now. So you have to introduce a new way to actually advertise and market your stuff in order for something to succeed. And some people just don't understand, you know, there is a marketplace that you can do it, but you have to do it smart. You have to do it correctly. Exactly. And, uh, you know, there was something else that I really wanted to know, too, was, like, who actually inspired you to... Uh, write music and stuff like that. What actually gets you motivated? Uh, what inspires me to write songs and stuff? Yeah, I, I say, um, I don't know, different life events. I hate to say like traumatic. It's not just traumatic events, but anything that anything in my life that can cause me to step back and go, you know, whoa. And you really think hard about it, and then you you end up with a song idea, and you and it goes from there, and Sometimes these are negative things. Sometimes they're positive, you know, ideas. But it it all just starts with what what stops me in my tracks, and I go, oh wow, I have to write about this. Um, <laughs> and sometimes you can't help it. Like you know, some 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 experiences you go through in life, 
and you don't intend to write a song about it. It just happens. Uh, like, uh, for instance, uh, about two and a half months ago, I got news that uh, one of my best friends growing up killed himself. Oh, and wow, he was, man. I'm sorry, dude. Thank you. Yeah, he was. He, so he was the singer of my first band back when I played drums before I ever was a singer, piano player, guitar player, any of that. I was a drummer. And he was the one writing the songs. And so I went to his funeral and I came home and I picked up my guitar and I was, I was just so, so upset about it. You know, I was, I was thinking about it and I was, had been trying to put myself in his shoes, which I don't know if I can do that or not, you know, but I was just wondering, you know, why he did what he did. And I ended up writing a song about it. And the song was so important to me that I actually am the reason that the album at the Lake House is not out right now because I had to fly out to Wisconsin and record this song. I remember when you did your live feed and everything that you guys were out in Wisconsin and everything. Yeah, it was it was a, a great experience being out there. I always love working with Matt. Um, and, and that song I wrote for Lane is what what led me to wisconsin and another thing is me and lane wrote a song together like 10 years ago it's really 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 funny it's called my friends uh it's definitely a comedy (laughs) and uh (laughs) i can say that i'll just say that since you can't hear it yet but you'll you'll know what i'm talking about (laughs) right because Uh, i actually lost the two best friends of mine back in high school my senior year of high school and I've been friends with one of them since I was in the fourth grade, and they got into a car accident, and of course they pa- they both passed away, and everything oh, because they I'm were both in, right. They were both in the same vehicle and everything, and they both winded up dying, and it was just hard to go through that. Yeah, it's 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 tragic, you know. But you never know what is going to make you sit down and write a song. You know, you you. You could be in love. You could be heartbroken. You could be uh, heartbroken for a different reason. Exactly. <laughs> There's many reasons to be heartbroken, and every one of them writes a song. Exactly. And another thing, too, I want to mention is, too, I know that you mentioned about suicide and everything. I'm actually a survivor of suicide. I had, like, All suicidal right. tendencies and stuff like that back when I was in high school because of bullying and everything else that went on with me. And... You know, corn got me through a lot of tough times. And when that song Here to Stay came and then having one of my friends that was really concerned for me and sought a guidance counselor, it woke me up to the point where I'm like, you know what? This is I can actually survive this. You know, well, and we're glad you did. We're glad you're here today. Yeah. Suicide is not a joke. It's not. It's. It's a, it's, it's a serious problem for the veteran, you know, veterans of America, for the young people of America, for people that have gone through all kinds of stuff. And with this song, I, I do intend to raise money for suicide awareness. I have not actually got the campaign structure figured out and how it's going to work, but I I know that I'm going to donate a percentage of the royalties created, uh, you know, made off the song to suicide awareness every year. And, uh, that's fantastic. We, yeah. Cause no one, no one should have to, you know, go through that. And, no. and, and especially 
with love, you know, the way people feel about their loved ones and, and how it affects them after it happens. It's, it's definitely a sad thing. And these, these people that are feeling this way, they, they just need help. That's all. Right. And, and that's, they just need someone to talk song... to, be there for them and everything. And I know everybody has busy with their lives or whatever, but you know, five, 10 minutes a day with, you know, just talking to the person is all what they really want. It's just someone to listen to them. And that's the song. The lyrics to the chorus are actually, uh, let your light shine on my darkness. That is freaking awesome. I love that. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, let's go ahead and talk about this. I was just wondering, what is your favorite part about this line of work and your least favorite? <laughs> you know, it's, it's almost sometimes it's like my least favorite and favorite part are the same thing, which is is being in the van <laughs> going from <laughs> going from place to place. See, I'm I'm the type of person who like always always is going going doing something i'm working i like hardly relax i have a i have a master plan and it's got a million steps and you know there's no time to sit down that's me but but like when i'm on tour the thing i'm supposed to be doing is riding in that van you get what i'm you get where i'm going with this yeah exactly because you guys have to get along in order to make it work I feel accomplished just getting from destination A to destination B, but also, you know, it's, you know, it sucks sometimes when you're out in the out way West and there's eight hour drives between the shows and we don't have a tour bus. We're, we're, you know, we're crushed into a little 16 passenger van pulling a trailer. (laughs) Right. You guys are having to do all this on your own. You have no tour bus or anything like that. And it's the course, same trail that was blazed before us by many other bands, but <laughs> gas prices are more now. <laughs> exactly. And you can pay at least over a hundred and something dollars just on gas alone. Oh yeah. We, you know, actually Cather's just toured the country about four to five years ago is when gas prices were literally the highest they've ever been in the United States uh, as a whole from city to city and somehow we were paying like four dollars a gallon everywhere somehow we were making enough money to keep going and honestly that was that was the last time we toured for that long i mean we we went for like nine straight months day after day after day and kept making enough money to keep going we just kept hopping on another tour and hopping on another tour and it was awesome I'm ready to get back out there and do it, especially with gas cheaper the way it is now. And a lot of people are like, wow, he's so excited about gas prices. Like, yeah, when you consider, you know, over when you consider over like, you know, a year's time, I'm going to I'm going to buy like, I don't know, a thousand gallons or two thousand gallons of gas. It going down a dollar. Right. is, Is a lot of money. And it's it's the it's the difference needed to make this business work. Is that it can be the dis the difference between it working and not working. Exactly. <laughs> and I know too, like you mentioned before, where you have a group of guys and everything. And don't, we're, we're a big huge. We have huge testosterone in us and everything. Where our energy is going to be on a super high note to where we're going to both be where everybody's going to be agitated with each other and stuff like that because of that mm-hmm. long ride. <laughs> oh yeah. And so, like I said, it's like the best thing and the worst thing about it all rolled into one. Or if you, I guess also sometimes the worst thing is like, 
when don't do not take this the wrong way. Like I love talking to fans. It's like it's hard to put up, you know, all the gear at the end of the night because everybody's hanging out and we're the ones putting it up and they're all, you know, everybody wants to talk to us and everything. And so we're like having conversations and signing merch while we're loading the trailer. <laughs> it's 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 like it's hilarious. It's a great problem to have. To be honest and, with you, you remind me of someone that I know. His name is John Schnepp. He used to do that. Like, I don't mm-hmm. uh he was a comic book writer, creator. He was also on AMC Movie Talk and stuff like that. But everybody was geared towards him. Everybody, he was like a magnet when it came to that. And what he would do is he goes, look, I got to go to this comic book convention and everything. But come come walk with me. Come on. And he'll have a full-on conversation, sign autographs with fans and everything. And that's also something, too, that you know fans will actually remember from y'all. Is the fact that you guys took a few minutes out of your time while you're doing, putting up your stuff and signing autographs and just. Everybody knows that the dice are loaded. Everybody rolls with their fingers crossed. Everybody knows the war is over. Everybody knows the good guys lost. Everybody knows the fight was fixed The poor stay poor, the rich get rich That's how it goes And everybody knows Everybody knows that the boat is leaking Everybody knows that the captain lied Everybody got this broken feeling Like their father or their dog just died Everybody knows that it's moving fast Everybody-
Look at the sacred